Today on the show, strategy plus action equals influencing yourself to influence others. Great coaches and consultants like you have the ability to change people's lives and transform entire organizations. And your impact can often go far beyond the clients you work with. One of the reasons I love working with coaches and consultants is because of that ripple effect. This show is here to highlight your expertise and empower you with resources and new ideas to grow your business. Welcome to Strategy in Action. Danielle Fitzpatrick-Clark is on the show today. We have a phenomenal conversation around this idea of influence. And I know that's a bit of a a loaded word there when um, we all have our own connotations of influence and, you know, influencers and, you know, is it a manipulative thing? Is that what we're talking about? Well, we're really digging into this idea of first having influence over yourself uh, and your actions and then moving through this world in a way that does influence others. And it really stems from being on this purposeful journey in life and doing what you know needs to get done. And those actions alone are, are an amazing start to influencing others who, you know, may want to be on that journey with you. I love her unique perspective on where she starts with influence and then how she takes us through these steps that she takes her clients through uh, when they want to make a bigger impact in the world and yes influence more people all right let's jump in danielle welcome to the show thanks for having me jason Absolutely. This is fun. I was uh, actually a part of like one of your audio events you do on LinkedIn, which is great. That was the first time sort of jumped into your ecosystem there uh, on LinkedIn. And um, we connected from that. You're just like, yeah, sign up for a time. We'll look at your LinkedIn and all that. I'm like, I can always use help. So we had a great call. Um, and my goodness, like certainly with LinkedIn, fantastic help and nuance and all of that. Um but to understand how you help people at, at that level and so much more it was was fantastic. So I was like, you got to come on the show. We got to have this, this conversation. <laughs> and I, I really wanted to jump in with you today on this, this topic of influence, right? It's such a polarizing word and, yeah. <laughs> you know, magnetic yeah. word and all of those things. Um, it, I think it's fantastic. But I really want to dig into the, the, the real power of it which is, you know, how it can help you in business and certainly in so many ways of, of your life. So, and, and I really like, you know, your unique take on it um, yeah. that I have a bunch of questions about, which is fantastic. But g- give some folks geography here a little bit um, about yeah. you and your specialty and what's kind of led you to, to this place. Yeah. So, well, geography wise, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, I'm obviously not Southern because you can hear you can hear it in my voice and I'm not. Um, I'm originally from a very, very small town in Maine, Northern Maine, where it's very, very cold. So um, right on the Canadian border. So if I throw in in a boot, then it's just because I, <laughs> I lived right on the border. So I can't help it sometimes, especially when I get excited. Um, but that's just a little background on me. So my, my company is Influence Builder. And so I've actually been in digital marketing for 15 years. I started as a copywriter, um, persuasion writing, content writing online. And then I moved into the digital marketing um, aspect of it when I started working with companies who were working with coaches and consultants trying to really build out 
that online um, piece of their business. In fact, that was going to be their main focus. So way before digital marketing was even the cool thing to do or the thing that everybody knew they had to do, I was working in it. So it has changed drastically (laughs) in the last 15 years, much more sophisticated, all for the better too. Um, And it was a lot easier to get attention online, um, but there were always these learning curves when you first started too. So that's, that's a little bit about my background. Um, the company is all about digital marketing, influencer marketing, and really we're about building community because it's really important if you're going to build influence, you need a community. And what is, so that's, that's a, that's a nice little offshoot though, too, of, we, we hear that a lot, build community. Great. Cool. I'm down. How the heck do I do that? (laughs) Like, what is, what is, what is even that definition? Right. And, and are you doing it in a in a space? Is it, you know, community on LinkedIn? Is it, you know, your own ecosystem? What does that, what does that mean for you? And how are you helping folks with that? Yeah. And so I think that it's really about your own ecosystem. So community, community surrounds the person that's the leader in it. So if you're building a community, you're, you're the leader or you're one of the leaders. So you build your community where you feel maybe safest or you feel most supported or you feel um, most empowered to be. So some people will build their community on Facebook, for example. So Facebook groups, they love them. Some people hate them. I know a lot of people don't like them now because of the at everyone tag and and I get it. Um, So if that's where you're comfortable, that's where you've built, that's where you feel comfortable build your community there. LinkedIn, same thing, build it on LinkedIn. There's all these other places where you can build community. Um, you know, so I usually will, I would, I'll usually direct based on, you know, what my client feels comfortable at and where their ideal clients are most active. So if you're going to build community, you want to build community where you're comfortable and your ideal clients are most active. Otherwise it's going to be really hard to bring them from one platform to another platform. I don't know if anybody's ever tried it with LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, there's like a third of the LinkedIn users that are not on any social media platform. So they're kind of like my family where I can't get them past that main border. You know, they're just not going to do it. (laughs) And and so it's the same thing with LinkedIn. They're not crossing that line. Um, So you really do have to kind of think a little forward and what it is that your ideal clients are most comfortable at. Oh, yeah. And that's and that goes with, with whatever you're going to do online, in marketing, all of that stuff, you can, you know, love whatever you want to love. But if, if nobody's there, you know, or the people you're trying to serve and help, you gotta, you gotta go there. I mean, you can, fortunately, in most of these places and ways, you know, you can, if you're more comfortable with video, you can do video in all these places, more comfortable writing, you can do all of that. You know, sometimes it's, it is that mode. It's sometimes it's both. You've got to, your audience is only on Twitter and they're only looking at video and they're only, or whatever that, you know, and if you really want to grow and build, you've got to embrace some of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, this is what I tell everybody, like just start small one step at a time. I mean, everybody's saying video is the way to go and, and don't get me wrong. I, I'll, I love video, but I used to hate it. (laughs) It used to be the hardest thing for me to do. And I had to grow to love it Um, until I could get to that point. I took baby steps. And, you know, if you're, if you love video, but you hate content and you know that you need to do content, like actually content and text is really great on LinkedIn. um, And you want to start doing it, baby steps. So it's, it's all about the baby steps. And, you know, as you grow as a business older, you're going to move on different 
platforms. You're going to try new things. At least I hope you guys are, because it is really important to try new things too, and to get on other platforms and to meet new people as well. Um, but that's not something you have to do all at once. So don't do it all at once. <laughs> yeah. And, and like anything else too, you know, the more you can outsource certain aspects and things like that, that aren't your strengths, the, the better. Um, but it is, I think that w- a LinkedIn is a perfect example of that mix that you talk about because, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a video guy forever. Yep. Like video is one of the worst things that the LinkedIn algorithm helps support for yep. some reason, for yep. whatever reason that is, but there's still value in doing it. But yep. I know if I want to reach more folks, grow that audience and actually get people to the videos when I do put them out, well, I'm going to have that longer form, just a text post. I'm going to have that still image. I'm going to have a poll. I'm going to do the slideshow thing, you know? And that's, and that's what I get into a lot with, with folks when it's the, the algorithm discussion and all of that. And so many people yeah. throw up their hands. They're just like, well, I can never know what they're doing. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. And you're just yeah. like, meh, meh, meh. okay, fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can do that yeah. and stand in the corner and no one's going to see what you're doing. Um, yeah. Or, if what's really important is your message and what you're saying, who cares if you do it in that text post in a slide, if you make a slideshow, cause LinkedIn loves it and mm-hmm. 80% more people are going to see it. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Yep. You know? yep. And that's it. And that really, I think that's the intent. And as we, as we have this discussion on, on influence, you know, and, yeah. and as you help people with that, those are, so, those are some of those layers, right? If you want to have that influence, there is this back and forth of standing in your strength and doing what you do, but also yeah. meeting people where they are. And there's so, and I'm sure we're going to cover a lot of these definitions of influence. But yeah. but let's start with yours because I just I love it, and uh, it just I get a, a lot of ideas and questions around it too. What's your what's your idea <laughs> ideal you know yeah definition it's, it's, there? And it's, it's, it's different. It's different than what everybody else says and it, because it's mine. And, but I, but it's just how I see it. If you think about all the very influential entrepreneurs we have out there, like, I mean, Tony Robbins is a great example. Gary Vee is a great example. Mel Robbins. I love what she does. Brene Brown. I mean, we've got all these really influential people. Well, if you think about where they have to start at the beginning of their day to be influential, it's actually not out there. It's in here. So when I think about influence, first and foremost, it's an inner influence. It's, it's the ability to come back within and to, you know, if you have to meditate, if you just have to, you know, write down, here's who I am, here's what my day looks like, here's my mission. That's, that's where it starts. And it always starts with the me first. And I say that for a couple different reasons. One is, is to be balanced. One is to, to show up at your best. You can't show up at your best if you're frazzled and, and not, you know, in your body. Um, the other reason is, is because it makes it a lot easier if you know yourself and you're tuned into yourself to understand and empathize with other people, which with online marketing, you've got to get good at it. You have to get excellent at it. So emotional intelligence is going to be one of the things that if, business owners haven't started doing that, then that's one of the things that they're really going to want to start doing in 2023, because that is the pathway to being influential. So outwardly, at least. Oh, yeah. And 
you know, there's so much hang up in the word and, you know, the manipulative version and influencing and, and even then the softer ones of like, well, you're, you're always trying to influence if you're trying to make a sale and, and all of this. And I, I love where you start with this because it's so much deeper than that um, and foundational. Right. And it speaks to the folks who would never consider themselves influential. Right. (laughs) You know, and and because, you know, a lot of the people that that you listed, there's just this, well, this is just what I do. Like Mm -hmm. I'm on this mission. I'm going to do this. This is me. Yeah. And that intention and that way of moving through the world is influential. Right. And so when you start with that decision, okay, what, what do I want to do? We all have that, whether we've taken the time to formalize them into goals or, uh, or, or a mission or anything like that or not, we, we, we have them, (laughs) you know, they're either well-defined or not. Um, and that's, that's such a great thing that I hadn't really thought about before in terms of influencing ourselves. Well, and and we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on here. And it's like, well, when you influence yourself, there's, there's an, there's another byproduct. There's lots of byproducts from being um, influential first and foremost within is that there's a confidence that comes with knowing yourself. There's a confidence that comes with knowing what your mission is. There's a confidence with coming with knowing how you're going to show up that day with people in any particular job or meeting that you have and confidence is very attractive, right? It's very much a, you, you turn yourself into a magnet. So what I found is when people do those things in the morning for themselves, first and foremost, and they show up with the inner influence, you know, check light on (laughs) in a really good way, then those people who want to feel that about themselves are magnetized in. They, they want that for themselves. So you're actually influencing them in a really positive way by showing up as yourself, by showing up um, calm, collected. And then the people who are also there, who are also influential, they want to be around you too, because like attracts like. So you're influential with the other influencers as well. They want to be around people who are like that because it gives them more permission to be influential themselves. So it's just one of those things that that has a has a really big ripple effect. Yeah, that I mean it's it's all energy, right? Like it's that yeah. that confidence, that influence, that everything. And and I think that's a it's a big missing first step when yeah. anyone reads about influence or goes and studies it and here's how to communicate with somebody to influence them. Here's yeah. this tactic, here's that. And th- and they're all great. Like if yeah. You're going to listen better if you're going to communicate. Make sure they're they're heard, and you know all of those things are effective. Yeah. Yeah. But that first that first step being, <laughs> you know, um, don't care about any of it, right? Like yeah. go through, and it sounds. I mean, it can sound so simplistic, but that yeah. be yourself. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've heard that so much since little kids that, you know, that's got its own, you know, connotation. Like, just be yourself. Like, shut yeah. up. They don't like myself, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we've got all that built in. Mm-hmm. But when you take that deeper look at it, like you've described, knowing yourself, being yourself, it isn't as simple as just, 
ignoring everything. It's really digging in there and defining that and, and making those decisions. What self do I want, you know, to cultivate and be, and yeah, there's so much power in then going out and maybe you're doing some of those tactics or communicating differently and all of that. But when you do it from that place of, I know what I'm here to do, I'm doing it, (laughs) you know, I, I think there's, I think it should be, I think it should be a little freeing though, for people to, to realize that a big part of the answer is just go do what you do. Go be awesome doing what you do and to kind of let go of, oh, oh, so I don't have to master NLP and go do all of these things to influence someone. I can just go be that that example, right? Pulling people through. What's what, it's leading what, by example. I mean, influence yeah. is leading by example first and foremost. And, yeah. and that's just, if you think about your, I, and I, I think about it as like three circles of influence. And so the core, the core circle of influence, so you're in the middle of the core are people who you already have a like, no trust with. And so, you know, yourself, they know who you are. You've let, they've, they've let you in, you've let them in. And so that's a really powerful circle, but it starts always with you. And then it expands from there. Then you have a secondary circle of influence, which is um, people who are just starting to have the know, like, and trust with you or people who have been referred by your core circle of influence. And so they're like, well, you know, Jason says Danielle's okay. So I guess I'm in, you know, I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'm going to listen in. And then you have your third circle of influence, which is just people who are just coming into your circles, just coming into where it is that you are, you know, pushing out your energy and your orbs <laughs> and, and that they're like, Oh, this feels kind of nice. I guess I'll learn more. Um, they just don't have the like known trust factor, but they do have the curiosity factor. So, um, but that's, it starts, it always starts with you. There's no getting around it. If you want to be influential, you're in the middle, in the very core of it. That's great. So <laughs> suck it up, deal with it, accept it, get to and work. deal with it, you're awesome, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. People like you. They want to be around you. You're influential. <laughs> I just tell myself that in the mirror every day. It's like, mm-hmm. people like you, Stuart Smalley style, you know? <laughs> But yeah, accept that. It's it is. It's it's so powerful. So if we've if we've got that, you know, dialed in, I mean it's always a journey, right? Uh but if we if we understand and now we're gonna go move through the world with this space, yeah. what's that what's that next step to start I, I guess more, you know, reach more people yeah. and you know, be that example for more more people. What's that next step that you kinda help people get to? Well, we're going to do step by step. I think the next one is is direction. You got to know the direction in which you're going. And it doesn't mean that you have to run in that direction. It just means that you have to know the general area that you want to go. Um, so if you're if you're a business owner and you're doing you're doing the steps, you're doing the, it's and it really is a mindset work. Mindset before strategy is what I say every time. And I'm not a mindset coach. So everyone's like, "Isn't that going to put you out of business?" I'm like, "No, it's going to bring." people who are ready to work with me so that they can take the strategy and run with it. Um, But mindset, then direction and strategy. And so when you're good that way, then you know, then you know what direction is and you know how you can proceed in a direction. And and you also will be able to tap in pretty quickly if you need to pivot or switch directions. So um, I think just having a direction of where you want to go. Business coach, if they know 
that, and I have a lot of these guys that come in like, I know that my ideal clients are actually on Facebook or YouTube and I just, I just know it, you know? And so we can ask, okay, well, how do you know it? And they've done the research or they haven't done the research or so they're going to go back and do more research or they've already tested it. And so they've, they've had a really positive response and they've gotten clients off of that. So they've, they've already discovered that this is the direction I'm going to go in. And instead of, you know, looking around, like, what else do I need to do? they'll have the direction so they can double down on it or triple down on it, um, which is, which is great because they can be more influential where they're already feeling powerful. So, um, so that's just an example. So I would say that would be the next step is just knowing, knowing where you're going. Yeah, that's great. And that, that incremental, make that a process, yeah. right? You, I mean, you gotta go, you gotta take that step in a direction, but not run full speed off the cliff. If you know, <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, I got if you it. Can build it on the way down, then I mean, <laughs> true, that's true. Plenty of plenty of success stories that way, <laughs> for sure. Well, some people do like to run off the cliff and build everything on the way down. I've certainly done it myself a time or two. So, um, but if that's, yep, it, it's, I'm not giving you guys a cautionary tale. If you want to run in a direction and you know that's the direction and you want to get there fast, and by all means, you know, just uh, absolutely. And you're going to learn <laughs> either way, yes. Right? <laughs> Yes, you you're gonna learn a lot either way. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So so we've got that. We've dialed that in. Hopefully, you know, uh, incrementally and you know, we've got that feedback and now we're feeling strong going in that direction. We feel yeah. em, em, empowered and moving through. What's yeah. what's that next phase for folks as they start to to expand their their reach? Yeah. Well, I mean, so and, and this and this is just how I play and I how I operate. It's it's service first. So, you know, we know our direction is part of the and we know ourselves and this is where we're going. So now comes the time of service. So service to others, service to those we're meant to serve. We create more of an impact when we can really understand um, who it is we're meant to be working with, who we're meant to be influential with. And it really comes down to again the emotional intelligence and the the empathy, and and I think that a lot of people are like, oh, that means I have to be soft. I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> being empathetic means you're very strong. It's it's the opposite of what people think because to be somebody who can who can be solid enough in themselves to understand or want to understand other people and let go of any of the agenda that they have, that's a pretty freaking strong person. So that's why I say, know yourself, know the direction you're going in and then show up in service and be empathetic because that really is how you can be influential. So um, I know people are like, well, this is where NLP comes into play. I'm like, well, certain aspects of NLP, but it's really, if, if, you, th if you really want to understand your ideal clients and you can let go of yourself and what it is that your agenda is and step into their shoes and really start to visualize what it is to be them for a day. When you can understand what it's like to be them for a day, then you can speak to them on a level that nobody else can. Nobody else can. And yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, and, and that's, that's where the impact comes from. That's where you actually are influencing people in a positive way. So I'm not going to teach influence in a, Hey, this is going to help you get them to buy more. I mean, yes, I can definitely tell you guys how to do that. But really what I found is that that's not really serving people in a bigger way. It's when people can be empathetic and when they are coming from a service mentality and 
what they're trying to do is is for the good of everybody involved in any situation. That's when things really grow. That's when real impact happens. Yeah, and what's give us so is there is there a tangible of that? Like, how does that manifest? Right in in being open and being empathetic. Yeah, empathetic. Easy for me mm-hmm. to say. Uh, and how does that show up in 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 someone's business for a coach, a consultant? Yeah. Well, your copy is a really good example. So if I was to say somebody is really showing up empathetic, um, it's that they know exactly what headline to write for their ideal client that given day, because it's almost like they have an understanding like, oh, okay. So like here we're in December, right? And so December, I know a lot of coaches are they they either they're going through a couple of things. They may be feeling the struggle because nobody buys at the end of the year and everybody is busy. Um, or they may be, you know, kind of what I was joking, like, well, geez, I'm trying to complete everything and I've got more people coming in. So there's a couple different things that are happening. So and you can speak to either of them, but you know, somebody who's showing up of service could speak to the person who's struggling right now is like, oh, it's almost Christmas. I really am not hitting my goals. I really wanted to. You can say something in the subject head headline like you know, 2022 is not over yet and game on. So whatever you're trying to do, if you're trying to motivate them, if you're trying to keep them, you know, from giving it all up and, you know, just going and getting the eggnog and, you know, drinking at eight in the morning, you know, it's, it's, it can be very powerful to say, you know, it's okay. You can still do this. Let's get creative and then have your copy reflect that. But that takes somebody who's really thought about what everybody else who they're meant to serve is going through at this moment and, and, you know, telling them to keep going. If you need help, then I have a two, two week sales sprint. We can do a sprint or something like that, but then shows up in their copy and then they create products and services around that, around that mentality. So it, first and foremost, I say it does show up in the content and then it'll show up in what it is that you create and what you offer too. Oh yeah. And, and the only way to know that you know, like you're, you're saying to, 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 you know, if they're open to it and they communicate, the only way they're going to do that is if they've had those conversations where they've shown yep. up empathetically yep. and really digging in and really listening. And, you know, it can be done in research and all these other, other ways as yep. well. But, but having those, those conversations with your ideal person is so strong for yep. all those things that you mentioned. Well, and you learn a lot too. So one of the things that I that I do know, and, and, and I'm a digital marketer, so do we do market research? Yes, we do. We don't want people to feel like they're interviewed though, because people actually lie when they feel like they're being interviewed. So that's something else that I know. Are you um, lying right now, Danielle? Is, that, is this right a, now, an admission? Right? Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we're not doing, I guess we're not really doing market research, but you know, if we were, then it's, it's the same thing if you think about what happens in corporate and like there's studies where when corporations are sending assessments or interviews to their employees they lie <laughs> they, they, because they know that somebody's going to see it. And so they may not be willing to show all their cars or to launch complaints because they're like, well, this is my job, you know? Um, same thing goes online. It's like, I'm not really willing to show all my cards because you're probably looking to sell me and I don't even know if I like you. Um, <laughs> so, so when it's almost cringeworthy when somebody will email me and say, Hey, can I ask you for a favor? Hey, I'd like your feedback on something. Hey, can you take this survey and assessment? I'm like, 
I just accepted your friend request here on LinkedIn. You don't even know if I'm your ideal client, <laughs> but it's that kind of thing. And I, and I will usually, I'm not always nice. Sometimes I'm really disruptive and blunt about it, but I'm like, do you even, have you even looked at my profile? Do you even know if I'm your ideal client? Because just based on the title you're giving me, I can tell you I'm not. And, and that's been happening a lot. So now people are really guarded. So they're like, I don't want to do this. And, and it, it filters over. It just does because if everybody's doing it and people are like, well, they're doing it. So they must, and they seem successful. So I need to do it. And so this is what we're going to do. You don't have to do that kind of market research. In fact, you could actually just, you know, this is what I call creepy, cute stalking. You just go look at their social media profiles, right? You're doing it so that you can know more about them. So it's, it's cute that you want to know. Um, it is kind of stalkerish because you're looking at all, and I know when people are stalking me too, because they'll be on, they'll, they'll like a comment on that platform. They'll follow me on that platform. (laughs) So I can, I'm like, good for you. Just don't tell me. (laughs) I see you. I see you. (laughs) Yep. Oh, and sometimes I'll call them out. I'm like, Hey, I see that you are on all of my social media platforms. Would you just like to talk to me? What do you, what's up? (laughs) Just to, just for my own humor, because sometimes I like to play and I, you know, I, I like to kind of like, all right, let's just, I don't have time to see you bouncing around on all of my social media platforms. Let's just talk. I just, I'm just, I'm just, the image it creates is like a guy like (laughs) popping out of your trash can, just like, oh, uh, you yeah. saw me digging around there, right? I'm like, uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not even trying to hide it because they're just <laughs> and it and it's and it's good. I actually appreciate that they're they're looking to get to know me. Um and and this is something that you guys can do too. If you're trying to understand if you're trying to understand your ideal client more, then you can go and look at what it is they're up to. A lot of times I will find my ideal clients will be asking the questions that I need to consider in order to see if they are actually ideal, if I have the services that they would need, if I have the next step services. And and that's what that's really powerful for. So the other thing is that you can initiate conversations by just asking open-ended questions in a very general format. So you were talking about you know, LinkedIn polls, LinkedIn polls are the best marketing research tool that you can use on LinkedIn. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, use it to go and get more clients. I usually will just put it out there just to see, like I did one on networking and, you know, and I always put a a funny one in there. Like, does it count, you know, does it count as networking? If I answer this, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of those ones just add a little bit of humor, but I, I want to understand how powerful networking is. So it was simple, like, Hey, how many, how much do you network? You know, I network every day. Um, you may, maybe a couple times a week or maybe once a month. And like, Oh, does this count as networking? Cause I never do it. And, and so I'll get a really good gauge of a group of people on LinkedIn. Um, I'll get a really good gauge of how much people on LinkedIn like networking, which is a lot, by the way, they really do like networking on LinkedIn. Um, but that's, that's something I didn't have to go and interview anybody from. And then I would get 200 responses out of, I don't know. And then I would check the in, the insights, which is usually in that group. It's like 8,000. So 200 out of 8,000 8, is not bad. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good grouping. So you can get a good gauge of, okay, if it's this many, then on LinkedIn, what can I, what can I assess here? So, yeah. um, Without having to do 200 interviews. Oh my gosh, can you imagine doing 200 interviews or going through 200 surveys? 
<laughs> right. Be a well, lot. And I, I think you've even done, you've even applied that, that thinking to like the audio events you've done. I, I know one, yeah. <laughs> the last one that I think I was on <laughs> with you, just like, I was kind of just curious as to who would show up here, like based on this title and based like, that was a little bit of research on your part, right? Yeah, it was. They always are. They always are. It's like, oh, I wonder if this time if I'm going to get, I'm, I'm thinking that if I ask this question, because I actually use, I use the desire factor with um, my LinkedIn titles, my audio titles sometimes. And sometimes I'll just be like, I just want to see, you know, I'm very curious. I'm like, I just want to see who shows up or I want to see what questions people have. And, and so I, I do make it broad, but I also, sometimes I'm asking a question that I want answered and, and it works great. So, I mean, I, I never, I never leave thinking that, man, that was a waste of time. No, it's never like that. It's never like that. So. Yeah, I love that. And this this is a, a, a timely discussion too because I I'm just I'm in that place too that I I am so guarded against coming across as that, you know, yeah, I just want to, you know, interview you about this thing to understand the market and you know, then it's just yeah. like, "Oh, cool, you want to buy this?" like like yeah. I'm just ex Expecting the other person to feel that that's what's coming so much, and and mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking for that different creative way to just really get across the fact that, like, honestly, I really do just want to have this conversation because yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. building an offer, and I'd love to know yep. if this resonates. You know, it's it's, it's tough. It's it's pretty easy though if you think about what are the steps that you need to take, and this is where the inner influence comes into handy too. Um, you're just trying to help. <laughs> Nobody's going to shame you for being helpful. So they, they really, well, if they do, then that's their own, that's really their own stuff. Let them have it. That's not, not let them have it by yelling, but just let them have their stuff back. They can have, you know, pass the energy ball right back and let it reflect right off of you. It's not about you. Um, if you're really stepping into a conversation and you've, you're, you know that you're here to support and here to help those conversations slow really easily. I think we ended up talking for like an hour and a half and my intention was to help and to support. And look, I got a podcast interview out of it. and I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying. Um, but it's that piece of it. And, and you drop some really good nuggets too, where I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting. I should probably do an audio event on that. Or, you know, it could be, it could be something that I write a newsletter on, or, you know, it's more information. If I'm like, well, if Jason has this question, I wonder how many other people have this question. So, you know, the first thing is, is just to show up these conversations, looking to support, looking, being really curious too. And curiosity comes from knowing yourself and wanting to know others. So it does come right back to that influence piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and you're right too because that's that's where I've I've come to with all this stuff too is that it's just a reframe, right? And it's sometimes it's just the language around it or the <laughs> the wrapper you put on it, right? Because it's like, you know, when I think market research, you know, I'm just like data polls, a hundred, you know, talk to this and these formalized questions and all that. You can do that, but yeah. you, you know, I run the other way when I hear you know, that formalized process kind of thing. And then I, I realized like, wait a second, my two favorite things on the planet are interviewing people, having this kind of discussion yeah. and brainstorming ideas for them. Like those are, those are the things that 
I just say them and I get chill. Like I just light me up. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> That's yeah. all the research <laughs> is. Talk to yeah. people, help them out, like you're saying. Um, and then you're gonna learn a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hot it's actually hot seat coaching is what you're doing. <laughs> It's hot seat coaching. And that's, I mean, if that's what, if that's, what's lighting you up, then, and people love hot seat coaching because you're coming in and shifting their perspective. You're giving them a new perspective of what they would have never have gotten on their own. I mean, this is why we know human beings are meant to be in community. We just, we're community people, you know, like dogs need to be in pair, you know, humans need to be in a pair or they at least need to be in a community. So they need the different perspective. Otherwise it's a very lonely journey. And I think that entrepreneurs tend to walk that journey on their own and think that's the way to do it. And it never is. It never is. You always need support. Even if the support is from a complete stranger, (laughs) sometimes that's exactly the support that you need. Oh yeah. Big time. And having any of those outside perspectives at different times, even when they come from like, there's no way I'm going to get anything from this person, but I'll talk to them anyway. And (laughs) Time and time again, just like even, and I don't mean this in a me, but even if it's what not to do, you know, not to do in, in terms of, cause that just doesn't resonate for you, but yeah. man, they're doing, they're successful. They're doing this. They're selling at this price point. Yeah. Wow. There's something to learn there. Right. And yeah. when you can pull those things out, that's, that's really strong. And I, and I think, you know, like you talked about, there, there's having, that understanding come out in your content, in your headline, in a video you create, in the yeah. offer that you make, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, that's so powerful. And then is there is there a step kind of beyond that in terms of now I've got yeah. this thing that's starting to resonate with people? Is there a, a magnifying aspect to that? Yeah. So, and, and, the, and it really is challenging. So I, I you know, I don't want to make it sound easy, but we can keep it really simple. So we've got the content, we have the understanding, we know the people, we know the product lines. The next step is, is to keep growing with them. So just because you create a product for somebody doesn't mean that they're not going to need a next step. So it's kind of that always remain curious and open with, with who you're working with, with who comes into your circle. Cause you may find that your ideal clients like, yeah, I really love that product and, and they'll, they'll buy it. And then they'll have another question like, well, what do you do after this is done? And so the next step is like, how can you keep growing yourself with your community, with the people that you're serving? So it's, it's always that next step and then the next step and then the next step. So it's always going to be growth afterwards. And more. Well, before and, and after, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inner growth and outer growth. And then back yeah. to some more inner growth and then <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I was trying to simplify, but it sounds like I'm just zigzagging you guys. Um <laughs> But it is it it, it yeah. is that like it's that it's it's the positive spiraling, right? <laughs> you know, it's the yeah. it's the good spiral, not the yeah. bad one, you know. <laughs> so it's a funnel up, it's a leveling up every time. So if you think about if you think about the reverse of a funnel coming down with spiraling down, it's just it's a leveling up can be the same, just in the opposite direction. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, and you should be. And there there is that that evolving. And you know, it doesn't mean that you have to create a hundred different products or you have to to listen and be the solution for every single problem your your clients have. Um, but the more you listen, but you 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 better 
have an answer and know that they've got these other problems, whether you're going to s- provide the solution or not, yep. the more you can speak to that it makes your product offer, even like, hey, this is just my thing. I'm going to stay in this world. I don't want to, you know, do these six other things for folks. Yeah. Well, now you can, you can describe it like, hey, here's this part. And, but you can still give them the steps. You can still tell yeah. them, now you go over here. Now you go do this. And it's still just lifts it all up right yeah well and there's there's growth to be had on that too so remember how i said you know i know how important mindset is before strategy i don't do the mindset piece so when i know that that's something obviously i know that's something that people who come to me to do the strategy struggle with in fact they come to me sometimes when they're not ready they need the mindset piece so the growth in there is to be able to recognize it sooner faster and then create create another partnership with somebody who does do this. And so there's another piece of growth there for your for your business. It could be that you have a client that is a mindset coach and maybe you coach coaches, right? So there's a lot of people that coach coaches. And so you're coaching it and you're finding or they even bring it up like, hey, I think that so-and-so could really use my support um, in the mindset piece and that can help you. So there's, there's other things in play here or that have the possibility to be in play when you just stay curious and open. Um, you know, and, and just to kind of go back to that, even if you don't feel like you're going to get any information, you're at least going to learn something or what not to do. Even the last couple of days I've had those experiences and I always try to catch myself because I, because, you know, we're, we're talking about energy and energy is real. And we know, you know, you and I know this, not everybody knows it. Um, but sometimes when we feel that initial knee jerk of like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to listen to this. Sometimes it's because their energy is putting out the nobody listens to me vibe. And so I, I've, so I always take whenever I have a very strong emotional response um, and I say response or reaction is a, actually a better word for it, or an emotional reaction to something that really shouldn't matter to me one way or another, because um, it's not my actions, it's someone else's. I have to really take a step back and just like, huh, well, I don't want to show up for them the way that everybody else is going to today, which is usually what happens. Um, so I'm going to just show up and listen. And even if I don't need it, it doesn't matter. I think even them just being heard and having somebody give them full attention is probably exactly what they need today. Enough to shift that perspective for them and to shift the energy for them so their day doesn't end up being what it could have been. It's not easy to do, though. I will say it's it's not easy to be that aware of any given situation. It, it does take a lot of practice. This is back to the inner influence. It takes a lot of practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And there's still a level of discernment and you know, okay, I'm going to choose to do that with this person and not this person. And yeah. maybe I don't even know why and all of that, you know. If it feels dangerous, don't do it. It's <laughs> a good word of advice. Like, this doesn't feel really safe. I don't want to tell you guys to do things like, oh, I got to listen to this person and, uh, oh, they want my address? No, okay. No, don't do that. Danielle said. I don't mean that. I mean, within reason, within reason, as long as it feels Safe. <laughs> Safe. That's a good word, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so what does this what does this look like when, when somebody um is perfect to come and work with you or have that at least the initial call to like, okay, this is great. I wanna build in this area so much. Yeah. Danielle's seems like she's just the perfect person. 
who is that person coming to you and, and, and what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So, so they usually, they usually come in because they have some really big goals that they want to hit and um, lot people who are launching, that's a good example. People who um, own larger companies and they have some large sales goals and this is the year to make them. So that's another reason why they come in because they know they need the marketing in order to fill the pipeline so they can sell to them. Um, so, you know, when they come in, they know that there's things they're, they're missing, like they're missing an online presence. Like maybe they haven't built that influential platform, meaning that they don't have a ton of people following them and coming into their sales pipeline. Um, sometimes it's not, they're going to launch and they, they know the number, they know their numbers. And so I, and if they don't know their numbers and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, adamant about talking about the numbers, <laughs> Not everybody's favorite thing to do, but I'm like, well, we just, we want to, we want to see what we're working with. Um, and so that's, that's the, the only, piece. that's the only way, you know, if you've made progress, right? Like yeah. in those situations, right? That's, yeah. that's a tangible, that's a tangible. We can, we can talk about theoretical and methodology, all that we want, but we've got to get down to the numbers and the numbers are tangible. That's what we have to work with. And so when we, when we do that, it's kind of a reverse engineer. So what are the sales? What have, what have you done? It's the bottom of the funnel, which is where the sales happen and we move up. And so what do you need for marketing to keep, to continue with these sales that you've already made? What have you done with marketing and how do we increase the bottom of the funnel sales? So it, it, it just, it, it's numbers. We do numbers first. And of course, I'm going to ask them why, because they have to have, they have to have the energy to be able to do new things. So if I'm going to, I'm going to ask of them to jump on video and they've never done it with video. That's going to take some energy from, for them to, that's going to take some mindset stuff. That's going to take some strategy. It's new. Anything that's new. I'm asking, I'm not saying I'm asking too much, but I am asking for something in addition. And so do they have, do they have the capacity to do new things, to try some new things? Do they have the mindset and the resiliency to try new things they haven't done and, and, potentially fail. I mean, and then start again and test and tweak. So, so it's, it's that piece of it. And I usually will look for somebody who's really excited because they don't want to be where they are right now. That's what yeah. it is. That's a great, that's a great point too. It, it, is there, how do you ask in that situation too? Because, you know, an empty sort of just like, make sure you're open-minded to trying new things. And yeah. they're like, uh, sure. And check. Or, I have a feeling you dig a little deeper than. <laughs> yeah, I do. I usually ask them why. I'm like, well, what, what's in it? Why, why do you want this? So if they give me a generic answer, like, well, I want to make more money. And I'm like, awesome. What is more money going to do for you? And so it's, it's just, it's really peeling back the, it's really peeling back the onion because everybody will give you the surface layer, you know, top of mind answer. And I don't, it's not really, I mean, there's not very many people that are just going to go right into the deep with me. They're just not. And so I have to ease them into it. So I'm like, great. You want more sales. You want more money. Why do you want that? Um, so I can go and buy a yacht. Oh, great. Okay. So what's a yacht going to do? Well, I can bring all my family and friends in it. I'm like, that's awesome. Why would you want, why do you want, why do you need a yacht to bring all your family and friends together? Well, I've actually been working so hard the last five years that I haven't seen a whole lot of everybody. And I keep making promises and I'm really tired of breaking promises to everybody. So I just want a big party when I make it. And everybody likes to, nobody's been on a yacht and everybody wants to go on one. So that's my idea. <laughs> so we get and now there. you've got to that like right. yeah now you've got to that core of those broken promises and not you know yeah right 
then we can go into, we can dig into that. I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to come back to the broken promises piece, right? What does that, what does that mean for you? And, and so that's the piece of going into the deep. And, and I do that because I want to gauge too of like, well, how, how likely is it? Because when somebody says I break promises to other people, they're projecting it out. And I'm like, well, how are you breaking promises to yourself? Cause that's usually where it starts. Usually when somebody has an emotional reaction, again, reaction, um, and has more to, and it's projected outwards. Well, I'm tired of letting people down. It's always an, it's again, inner influence, but it's the same thing. We have to look at it. Oh, why do you feel like you're, you must be feeling like you let yourself down in some ways. And it's usually right back. Well, yeah, cause I don't really want to work this hard anymore. <laughs> you know, I want to, I do want to be successful, but I also want to be happy. And, and then it's like, okay, so we need to do some things that are going to get you more of a reach and where you're not going to have to work so hard. And some people aren't like that. Some people are like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm like, all right. I like hearing that too. Um, and, and it just depends, but you know, we can kind of dig into it a little bit. Just like, well, why do you want to do whatever it takes? He's like, cause I know I'm here to make an impact. Like I know I'm here to make a difference and that's where my focus is. And so it, it's different conversations depending on the person. Um, but they're all really great conversations to have. Oh yeah. And it's, that's the thing. It's like, there's a different, there's a, there's a standard process that you take yeah. people through in terms of like, this is, you know, the, the broad strokes, like the steps that we just went through, right. That you yeah. took us through, but it's going to be a unique strategy and approach. Yep. Those are the two people you just described, like vastly oh, yeah. different approaches. <laughs> you know? It's very customized. I mean, I mean, I know, I've, and I have my methodologies and systems, but I actually just showed you guys the methodologies that I have in order to understand what it is that people really want in order for them to be influential. So you guys just saw a method. I mean, it, there's more to it, but it's an unraveling method. And so once we know that, this is why digital marketing is really global, right? It can be, it can be all the different things, but we can understand where they're, where their heads at. And we have to meet them where they're at. And you talked about it at the beginning, like meeting them where they're at. Well, yeah, we got to meet them where they're at. We also have to understand where they want to go. We know that if we know both of those pieces, then, then we can, then we can make some real stuff happen. Oh yeah. And to your point too, of why they want to get there you know, to really uncover yeah. <laughs> what that there is. That's... Diagnostics is really important at the end or at the beginning, not at the end. And, you know, and, and it's just been, that's been a learning curve for me too. Is like, sometimes, sometimes I have to require, you know, the, the deeper dive, the diagnostics piece of it. Cause people will lie to themselves. <laughs> they will, they'll lie to themselves and you kind of have to really understand, well, why is it that you want that? And then you'll, you know, and I've run marketing tactics where I'm like, this was not ideal for you guys. Like, let's just use influencer marketing and pulling in influencers to people who are, who are all about organic and community build An influencer. Who's like the Kardashians is not going to be the right leader for the people that they want to work with. And, but they think that they want it because everybody says this is going to get you to where you want to go faster and so it actually doesn't match up, right? Um, so what do they need? They probably need more of a community build and they have to really understand how their ideal clients feel like they can engage with them on a platform. Which platform is it? And sometimes it does take testing and tweaking. And sometimes it does say like, well, we can do a diagnostics. I just want you to be patient because we're not quite there, um, which, is, which is also challenging. 
asking people to be patient in the online space, whew, you know, because everything is so fast and everybody thinks that the results happen so fast and everybody else who's a guru, and I'll use that loosely, um, is telling them that it happens fast and that if you're not doing it fast and you're doing it wrong, there's no wrong. There's no wrong. Exactly. I love that. Danielle, thank you so much for this. Uh, just fantastic, fun, insightful, beyond belief uh, interview. So I appreciate it. And uh, how, how do people reach out? Yeah. Yeah. Have them come get me on LinkedIn because that's where they're going to find me the most active and not without my, my admins won't be there. It'll be me. <laughs> so you guys can just go find me, Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark. I believe I'm the only one unless a copycat has come and tried to take over. Um, but you guys can find me on LinkedIn. Um, go and check out my, if you're on your phone, check out my profile picture. A video will pop up, click on it or, you know, with your, with your pencil, go ahead and tap on it and up will pop a video on, I bet you guys like this. This is a LinkedIn story. And if you guys go to the link, I'll teach you how to create your own LinkedIn story. So that's, that's one of my favorite little freebie lead magnets and you don't have to opt in or anything. Just go and follow the link and just go. This is a really great piece on how you can differentiate yourself. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was so great. So You're fun. very good. You're very good at interviewing. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. That's the only part of the interview I'm going to keep is just that. I'm going to say, welcome, Danielle. <laughs> and then that, that's going to be the whole interview. Use it as awesome. a testimonial. It's all for you. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this show. If you want help creating authority building video content or even a client generating show of your own, Go to MediaLeadsCo.com and let's connect. I'll talk to you soon on the next Strategy and Action.